Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's up, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Believe in Falcons. I am your host, Will McFadden, joined, as always, by former Falcons fullback Ovi Mahaley. Ovi, it's been a minute, but we are here. We are reconvening for some very sad, very important news. Um, Matt Ryan, no longer an Atlanta Falcon. The Matt Ryan era has ended. Uh, We'll get to the quarterback. They have, you know, for the meantime, decided to replace him with. But first off, how you doing? And um, what what do you you have to say? it's, It's such a combination of happiness and sadness and confusion and just annoyance it's it's a lot of feelings all <laughs> mishmashed together because i um i'm happy that matt ryan is going to be appreciated somewhere else and this is nothing against falcons fans but way <laughs> too many falcons fans when i see them in the last two three four five years we gotta get rid of matt ryan we gotta get rid of matt ryan matt ryan's the reason we're doing this matt ryan's the reason we're doing that yeah. doing that and i'm just like Matt has no defense and Matt has no offensive line and Matt's my boy. He's easy now. Like I, I, I play with Matt and I, he's, he's not only just a great person, which I know doesn't matter if you're a great person. Can you play ball or not? Uh, Matt can do it all. And having him go somewhere where he can get a fresh new start, where he's not constantly rebuilding, where he yep. has a chance, a better chance to win a Super Bowl where he'll have, I think, a better for offensive line. I haven't done a deep dive on the, <laughs> the Colts' offensive line, but, you know, I, I bet they're not last in the league. I mean, shit. No, they're not bad. Yeah, it, it's hard to get much worse than last in the league almost year after year after year. So I'm happy for Matt Ryan. I'll put that out there. I'm sad to see him go like this. I'm sad to see him go in this fashion, in this manner, in the – we're, you know, Matt Ryan for life, and we're going to extend this contract. And then, uh, oh, Sean Watson? <laughs> yeah, Matt, just stay over there. <laughs> Push back your bonus, and uh, we'll get to you in a little bit. But to, uh, it's just like such a a slap in the face. And I, I know everyone says don't cry to for Matt Ryan because he's rich. He's really, really rich. And you can do me like that for $150 million all day long. Yeah, I think everyone in the world is saying that. So it's not that I'm crying for Matt Ryan, but still someone of his caliber who's done what he's done for the city of Atlanta, you would want to have him go out in, in, in such a, a more prestigious fashion. But if you look at uh, yeah. Peyton Manning uh, leaving the Colts uh, where he's going, you look at, you know, Brett Favre, you look at, uh, you know, a lot of different players who were great and you thought would never leave their places that they started, they left in unceremonious fa- fashions. And it's kind of like the game uh, has no boundaries. Uh, don't care how good you are. Don't care how uh, amazing you are. You could be a Hall of Famer. You still are at the, I guess, mercy of the NFL and their owners and their whims, which is why I always say when a player does what's best for him, when a player makes a decision financially or otherwise it's best for him, Leave that guy alone because the team it should be celebrated. What, yes, yeah. the teams what they want all the time. People are like Deshaun as much again, as much as it hurt me as Deshaun Watson didn't pick Atlanta. And I, yeah, I love Matt Ryan, but I feel like it was time for him to move on. It was time for us to do a hard reset. We spoke about last uh pod. Whether it's we get Deshaun or whether we, you know, just get somebody else, it's time because we can lose without spending 150 million dollars for a quarterback. And now we're going to get that, uh, you know, get to experience that in real time. But for Deshaun Watson going to Cleveland, if they guaranteed $230 million to anybody <laughs> on this planet, I'd be damned if they don't walk away from their own mother to say, Mom, I'll be right back, but I'm going to go over here and get this money. It, it's not even a, oh, he did Atlanta wrong. No, he did his family and his generation's rights. It's that time of the year as college basketball takes center stage with the NCAA tournament finally upon us. Here you got this here, guys. Filled out your brackets yet? If you're looking to wager this year, Bet Online is the number one spot for all your updated odds and info. 
They also have great games, including the bracket contest, where you have a chance to take home the top prize. So head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code believe B-L-E-A-V, to get started. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite casino games. BetOnline, where the game starts. You know, you, you used the, the phrase like a, a business decision, and I saw a lot of people on Twitter kind of when, when people tweeted at me, got after me about, you know, coming to, to Matt Ryan, uh, not even defense, not even defending Matt Ryan, who Matt Ryan, first off, does not need defending from me. The, the dude's resume speaks for itself. <laughs> he can handle himself. I don't need to speak for, uh, you know, Matt, Matt Ryan. But everybody who is kind of saying that it was soft to say that Matt Ryan deserved better because it was a business decision on the Falcons end. It can just both. rocks like that. That's yeah, it's, thank you. it's a decision. It's a business decision on all parties, uh, you know, sides. And it's just so weird that we as a culture kind of somehow relate business decisions to like the corporations, to the companies. And it's okay when it's in the best interest of the bottom line to be at the expense of, of kind of like the, the worker, the individual, and not to be all proletariat and, and all of the, the bourgeoisie. And I'm not trying to bring up like the Russian, you know, revolution over here, but like Matt Ryan can also go do what's in his best interest. And I feel like he had a lot of damn leverage after the Falcons really bungled this kind of Deshaun Watson situation. Mm -hmm. And it, you know, like I think that the Colts are a great, great landing spot for Matt Ryan. And, and I think that the reason, you know, I, I'd be very curious to know the third round pick in return. You know, I I got a little bit of uh, some questions about the, uh, the the return on investment that they got for Matt Ryan, but who knows? Maybe this was a a make good on behalf of of the Falcons to get him where he wanted to go. You know, even if maybe they took a little bit less than than street yeah. value for Matt Ryan. That's a great point. I don't know great that point. for sure, but but if they wanted to, if they wanted to give any gesture of goodwill to Matt Ryan, say, hey, this was on us. We kind of screwed this up. Let's get you where you want to go and and let's not steal all the resources from Indianapolis and, you know, and and they they can kind of build around you one last time. Um, so I have no idea. That's speculation on my part, but <laughs> it it just seemed like a weird, a weird non-ceremonial exit for, for Matt yes. Ryan here in Atlanta. Very, very weird. And, and I'm not a, a GM, but I just thought, you know, a future NFL Hall of Famer would get more than just a third round. I, I get it. He doesn't have the youth that Deshaun has. I get it. He doesn't have the momentum that Deshaun has coming with him or all the suitors. I get it, but not even a second round. So, I mean, what you just mm-hmm. said is illuminating because I feel like that has to potentially be it has to potentially, huh? I mean, it has to potentially be a, uh, a factor in it because I just don't see them not getting more from Matt. And does that happen the, the though? Falcon- I don't know. Like, I'm, what, I'm not what, a GM. I'm not in the back offices, but it, yeah. it, 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 it's possible. I, I mean, it would just, I'm just speculating here again, you know, kind of just throwing stuff out, but it, it, I agree yeah. with you. Like a third round pick seems weird unless, you know, uh, because th- it's not like they're taking on a ton of cap space for Matt, Matt Ryan. I mean, I think the Colts are, are taking in around like 23 to, to 20, Eight, I think was somewhere in that figure of, of the cap hit that they were going to bring on. And the Falcons still are on the hook for about $40 million in, in dead cap space. So they're really getting only $8 million of savings The only net a third round pick for a former NFL MVP who is going to a team with contending aspirations. You couldn't milk more than a, than a late day two pick. And it was their original yeah. pick. It's like their, their second third round pick. Yeah. It's not even their earlier third round pick. Yeah, that, I mean, anybody would give that for, for Matt, right? Anybody would give that for Matthew. A lot of teams would. So, I think <laughs> this is where Matt wanted to go. This is where he has the best chance of winning as far as the teams that are out there. I, I don't know if Seattle was uh, an option for him or uh, you know, the Colts have a team that's more ready to win than we are. I'll put it that way. Yeah. 
100%. And I think I think the Colts, I mean, I like them to to be a contender now with Matt. I mean, in in a lot of ways, he's going back to a team that is built not 100% similarly, but certainly in kind of the in the box in, in between tackle and tackle and and in the backfield built similarly to the way you guys were uh, at the beginning of the the last decade, you know, uh, kind of that yeah. Michael Turner with Jonathan Taylor and in, in the backfield and they've got a yeah. really good offensive line to run behind like this this is Matt's best I think blocking and running situation since you guys were there kind of in that first early heyday. Yeah. No, I, I agree a thousand percent. Um, I cannot wait until the season starts. Not, not just the Matt Ryan trade, but <laughs> you know Russell Wilson and with wherever Baker Mayfield ends up, and you know Dude, everybody's seeing, in the AFC. It's oh everybody's in the AFC. It's going to be wild, my friend. And I am uh, a football fan, but I love storylines. Like you know, you you gotta wind me and dime me. Don't just throw me a, a great football game. Throw me a great game, but the build it's about the build up. Give me the storylines. Give me the buildup. Give me, you know, it's the foreplay for Ovi. It's the foreplay. It is. It's all about the foreplay. Does, does the, please tell me the Colts play the Falcons. Please tell me the Colts play the Falcons. Do they? In, do they, they do next year. They do oh, next year. Man, I, want it now. I want it now. I want every I team that has a quarterback leave. Like, I hope that the Broncos play the Seahawks. I hope that Baker Mayfield plays the Browns wherever he goes. I, I just want to see. <laughs> The violence. I want the gosh dang violence <laughs> to occur in the NFL. It's so fun and juicy and exciting to to have because I, I remember those days. I remember being uh, on the field and just not being able to sh- wait to show the Baltimore Ravens that they should have paid me more money because they offered me. Well, they offered me. The, 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 <laughs> I guess they just wanted to move on uh, and they got some great fullbacks. So, hey, they got younger. They got better. Uh, they offered me one million dollars, and I'm like, "You sure you don't want to offer me more? Like, I'm I'm worth it." They're like, nah, take it or leave it. You know, if you leave it, oh my <laughs> gosh, we're so sad. This is terrible. If you leave, it's like they wanted me to leave. Like, you know, we'll yeah. take eight hundred thousand your fourth year to uh, one million, and it was like a two year deal. They wouldn't even get me like for like three or four or five years. I'm like, y'all just why even offer me? So when I played the Ravens, I made sure that. I let, you know, Ed Hartwell and Adelius Thomas and, of course, Ray Lewis, all of them realize, hey, this ain't that young rookie, 21-year-old that you were messing around <laughs> with back in 2003. Yeah. Like, you got a grown man that you're playing with. And I and I really look forward and enjoy those games. I can assume all the players, quarterbacks or not that are moved around, want to play their yeah. former teams and show them that they made a mistake. Oh, and you know Matt Ryan. I mean, one hundred percent as competitive as he yes. is, uh, would love to come back here and and kind of oh yeah prove that he's got yeah, something he, left in the tank because he does. He does. Absolutely, he does. and does. I don't think anybody questions that. No, uh, it's just he, he has he has so much left in the tank. But again, it's it, it's weird because every real football head, like guys like me and you, anybody who knows football, they have to admit that Matt Ryan is a good quarterback. He's a great quarterback. Yeah, and yeah. it just, things never really turned out uh, the way that we wanted them to. We finally got to the Super Bowl, and in that Super Bowl, it wasn't all match fault, but everyone feels like he should have grabbed the bull by the horns and taken control of things and, you know, a couple misplays here or there that didn't lose the game, but it was that along with everything else. Like, everybody took a, a, a you know, turn messing up and they thought that Matt Ryan shouldn't be like everybody else. And they, they hold that on him, or they hold, um, you know, that, that situation or that loss to Matt Ryan. And it's going to be part of his history forever. And so even though football heads know that Matt Ryan's a great quarterback, the, the best ones uh, know that it's probably time for the Falcons and for Matt. Yeah, it's, it's a shame. And, and I mean, you would know as well as anybody that like, your career, your legacy is in large part uh, dependent upon where you end up upon external factors that like you really yep. have no control over. And yeah, I don't, I'm not trying to dip into like hot take territory or anything here, but Matt Ryan's Do a it. good enough player where <laughs> if you put him in, in the Tom Brady situation, yeah, Matt probably has multiple Super Bowls. Now, does he have seven like Tom Brady does? 
Probably not because Tom Brady is yeah, the best two. ever to play it at the position. But yeah, Matt's got two or three Super Bowls. I mean, like it, he is that caliber of a quarterback. I don't think it's a a detriment to him at all that that he hasn't won one yet because we've we've seen and if you've watched him closely, you know that he is that good. Um, and and that's why I think the Colts are really smart to make this move. Um, Ovi, before we move on to uh. The quarterback that the Falcons are, are getting in return. Are there any Matt Ryan stories that you have yet to share with us that, oh, that you would now gosh. like to uh, unburden yourself of? <laughs> I think I have one. A lot of people uh, uh, remind me of it. It's uh, online. Um, is I think it's, it's the one where he says, like, get fucking set to, to uh, me. It, it, I'm motioning in the wrong direction. <laughs> and, um, and he points at me and <laughs> says the the other way over the other way but there's a couple of, <laughs> of uh youtube videos where he that has that. Uh, yeah corrected me but no um all, all my memories of matt are, are are really just of somebody who from when he came in as a rookie uh in 2008 to try and you know I don't know, salvage the Michael Vick uh, situation that we were going through where we had our quarterback carousel. He was a, a squeaky voice, Boston College kids, like I always call him like a, <laughs> a baby giraffe trying to run with his little breakable legs flopping everywhere. But the one thing that he had, and it sounds a little bit just cliche, but he had heart. He had so much heart and the leadership that he was able to show as a rookie uh, was to the point where Season Grizzly vets uh, were um, willing to follow him. We were we were willing to follow Matt, believe in him, you know, help him out here and there. But I we we knew he's going to be great from the very first touchdown that he threw. We knew he's going to be something special in the city, and it was just uh, a pleasure getting a chance to to know him. And you know, when, when you meet Deion Sanders, you meet Ray Lewis, you meet Tony Gonzalez, you, you know you're meet, meeting greatness. But being able to watch somebody kind of uh, be created or, or, you know, growing right in front of your eyes and uh, to be a small part of that growth was, was really exciting. Cause now you can look back like a proud uncle, like, Hey, that's my guy. <laughs> that's Matthew ice, Mr. Yeah. Ryan. Like I, I was there when he was up with a pup and, and, you know, there were games where he, he was looking us all in the eye. We had a four minute drive. He's like, I'm not throwing this damn ball one fucking time. Ovi. I need you and Mike Turner to punch that shit in. I'm like, oh, 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 shit. All right, Matthew. Okay. <laughs> all right. I like this side of him. And if you all say, oh, Matt's too soft. Matt's too quiet. Matt has all the fire and brimstone of any quarterback. Yeah, that's because he doesn't have it on all the time. Doesn't mean he doesn't have it. He has it yeah. and he lets loose during, you know, the mo- the hottest part of the parts of the games. So uh, you know, being a chance, being able to kind of watch Matt grow and develop and uh, be a part of some amazing comeback wins and to see and hear his uh halftime uh speeches because he, he was a, a vocal quarterback even though people don't again don't think that he is as He's vocal. loud vocal is a very vocal quarterback uh, i just think that we're gonna miss him uh, a lot more than we think but i'm excited about what terry fontenot and what arthur smith have in store especially terry fontenot uh now i really need to get him on this dang podcast but uh <laughs> uh, Matt Ryan is one of the greats. They need to build a statue out there uh, in Mercedes-Benz Stadium because this is, you know, the, the the house that Matt Ryan built. You know, good or, good or bad, uh, I think I say mostly good. Uh, it's the house that Matt Ryan built, and he's been able to leave a lasting impression on this team and take us to the point where before we didn't know what winning was like consistently. I I, I couldn't believe when. We were there, I think, in 2008 and 9 or 9 and 10. Back-to-back winning seasons. The first back-to-back winning seasons in the franchise history? I'm like, you got to be kidding me. We had Michael Vick for all those years. And Vick (laughs) was amazing talent, but it was a roller coaster. Uh, Win-loss, win-loss, win-loss. So bringing some stability, even though short-lived, but bringing some stability to the Falcons (laughs) and and being able to say, you know what, we got to fix everything around Matt Ryan. But Matt, our quarterback, he can get us where we need to go. That that's uh, an amazing thing that he's he brought that he brought to the team, and uh, he'll be a guy that I'm always going to appreciate having the chance to play with. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's that was really well said. You mentioned heart, 
you know, Matt, that early on you knew that Matt Ryan as a rookie had heart as a player. And I'm curious, like, for fans, they saw that maybe it was the very first pass that he threw against the Lions, that that touchdown yeah. pass, 63 yards to Michael Jenkins. Or maybe it was the, the Chicago Bears play where it was, again, Michael Jenkins, but that deep sideline throw on, like, yep. first down with 12 seconds left to set up the yep. Matt Elam field goal. Like, you know, but for you guys, it's minicamp. It's yep. training camp. It's there not these like prove it moments on Sunday. So can you give us an example of what heart looks like? How do you as a as a grown man trying yeah. to figure out if this guy has what it takes to lead me? Like, what does heart look like to you in that setting? And how did Matt prove to you that he had it? Uh, this was back when we still had two a days back, 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 back of the day, Whew. 2008. <laughs> yeah. These young kids don't know how good they freaking have it. Before the Geneva um, Convention. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, way back when and waking up, uh, you know, four thirty in the morning, five o'clock, getting uh, a workout in and, you know, eating quick breakfast and then throwing these pads on when the, the dew's still uh, on the grass and there's a little mist out there and you're getting three point stance and running and hitting and blocking. <laughs> all, it's just, it's just it, it wears on you. I remember that we had been getting our asses kicked like, three practices in a row uh, where just we weren't moving the ball on offense. We weren't um, really fitting up on our blocks and guys were coming through and, and tagging Matt and saying, Hey, gotcha, gotcha. You know, we got an <laughs> offensive line. They were just talking mad shit. And it's crazy because yeah. our defense has never been the strength of our offense. So I'm like, if, if our offense get our ass, if our defense, and we're in it's huge early, trouble. But it's early days in camp. Oh, you know, you know the drill. Defense, defense dominates early. early. But we, yeah, you know, they absolutely do because they're, they're more just movement. So Matt yeah. didn't appreciate that. And it's one of the things because from it was his second season. So uh, the first season, he was just trying to survive. But his second year with us uh, in the training camp, he pulled us all together. And it was uh, right before we went out for our second uh, practice that day. And he just got into us and was just laying into us where at first, like, man, who the fuck are you talking to? Like, we, we, we just, <laughs> like, we, we had, like, our heads cocked to the side, like, dude, like, why is this child talking to us in this way? But the more that he spoke and the more that he laid into us about, you know, why he's not coming here to waste our time. And, and last year it was just the beginning. And this is something that we build our team now and we have to, fight to be our best every single day and taking plays off. It's going to be a bad habit that he's not going to allow us to build. I'm allow? You're not going to allow me to? <laughs> and, and again, the more he spoke, the more you're like, all right. Uh, okay. Awesome. I, I like, yeah. I like this book. I like the moxie. I like, you know, the, the, the passion, the fire. Okay. I, I can follow this guy. You know, this, this, this guy I, I can work with. And the cool thing was that that practice, Matt was, on fire like he was hitting the receivers he was throwing off his back leg he was there running you go. Out the lead pocket. by example he, baby he was chirping like whenever we had a good play he was running down the field with the running back saying let's go let's effing go and you know i was like dang i like this guy i can play with this guy you know this, this is someone <laughs> that i, I want to be with and that like you mentioned they don't see that in the games uh the fans don't see that in training and uh, uh when they come out to training camp it's yeah the Mini camps, the, the the practices were as close off to the public. It's in the locker rooms, and it's those things that you know very very few people on in the world can say they had a chance to be a part of Matt Ryan's legacy. And, and you know, and I I had a chance to be a part of that. Him and several others, but you know, Matt's uh, is special uh, because of what he meant to the organization, because what he brought to us, uh, even just as a friend. He lived in uh, my own um, neighborhood for a year or two and i mean as a rookie i'd go over there and we'd uh, play video games we'd work out <laughs> it, 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 was just, it was just fun you know watching this this guy who believed in himself but not to the point that he does now just really become uh, a future hall of famer yeah i mean matt's from the moment I met him, he was already in a sat. I mean, he was coming off his MVP season, so he didn't he didn't have to prove shit to anybody. <laughs> but he was still yes. as humble, <laughs> as nice, um, and and as confident as as anybody. Did he, did he have a go to uh, Super Smash Bros. character? Um. Yes, I don't know who his was. My go to was always a uh, uh, Bowser. 
Either Bowser right. or Zelda. Really? It was Link. Bowser? I, no, it was, no, it was uh, Link. I forgot. Link with that dang sword. Oh. And the, uh, Come on, man. The, uh, such the a big difference between Bowser and Link. What are you talking about? Nah. <laughs> uh, Bowser's Mario Kart. I got my uh, people mixed up. Bowser's Mario Kart. Link was Super Smash Brothers. Tons of people take multivitamins, but it's important to choose one that is top quality. Tons of people take multivitamins. I myself have uh, recently started to take a once a day multivitamin, and it's how I get the uh, rich timber that you hear in my. <laughs> okay, moving on. But it's important to choose a multivitamin that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of athletic greens, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right. Their special blend of ingredients supports, among others, gut health, energy recovery, and even aging. It's also lifestyle-friendly and fits a wide range of diets. There's only one gram of sugar and no chemicals or artificial anything. I gotta say, one of my favorite things about getting to work with the uh, Atlanta Falcons, among you know, pretty much everything, was that I had access to some of the uh, smoothies that they would make for, for the players, and man, I miss those so much. Uh, but Athletic Greens, very comparable. And so I've been able to kind of get back into enjoying some great smoothies, maybe for lunch if I want to take it light, uh, a, a post-workout smoothie, Athletic Greens will have you covered. So reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. So in order to get that great deal, all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash believe. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Athletic Greens, take ownership of your health. You know, so, so Matt Ryan, the, the number third overall pick, 2008 draft. I, you know, I remember being a little upset at the time that Glenn Dorsey was not the pick. I know I'm not alone in that. I have eaten plenty of crow, uh, written about it. So we're good. I'm on the record. Yep. I was wrong. Uh, the Falcons are now inheriting a quarterback who was the former number two overall pick in Marcus Mariota. Um, I have signed about him that. to wow. a two-year deal. And, you know, when, when you and I were texting earlier today about, about this podcast, just what we wanted to talk about, you said that you had a lot of Mariota thoughts you wanted to get, get off oh, your chest. Man. And I am very, very curious to go, because uh, you, you said you felt, well, I'm not even going to spoil it. I'm going to let you have the floor, Obi. Go, uh, go ahead and let everybody know. I mean, well, th- th- this is the thing that... Um is the magic that Terry Fontenot is bringing that I think Dimitrov uh, had for a little bit, but then lost it. He is able to reach deep, deep down into the earth and, and find <laughs> these diamonds in the rough. Like I said, we need another Cordero Patterson. We need a bunch of Cordero Pattersons all across our team because we have no money to spend. And I said, can Terry Fontenot do it again? Oh, we he did it again. The number two overall pick, Marcus Mariota, was picked number two overall because there's something in him that it, it just made teams feel like he can be a game changer. And he still has that, that something special. He still has that it. We've seen several quarterbacks have their career revived and, and, and become, you know, their best selves later on in their career. I think Marcus Mariota could be one of those. And if he's not, he's one of the best filler quarterbacks that we could have possibly got. And for the price we got him at, oh, I mean, I, I think that, no, I think this had to have been on Arthur Smith's mind and Terry Fontenot's mind for a year plus because they've been thinking about the future for a while. And, and I love the fact that Marcus Mariota with our you know, very highly ranked, highly ranked meaning that high draft pick, but low rank when it comes to giving up sacks. Our offensive line <laughs> needs a mobile quarterback to function. 
Matt's not mobile. We know that it's the baby giraffe jokes, you know, maybe they're, they're all my jokes. Uh, they, they come and they go, but, but Matt is a, a amazing person, not an amazing runner. Marcus Mariota <laughs> can move, can fly, can juke, can be elusive, uh, can get outside the pocket and, and still be accurate. And if there's room, he's gone. And so I think there, there couldn't be a better choice as far as cost effective quarterback then Marcus Mariota, not to mention he played with Arthur Smith and they already are of the same mind and of the same vision. Um, I think that um, I'm almost worried because I don't want to be good next year. I, I want to build up draft stocks. And I know they're like, oh, we're here for the win now. And I get that. No one's ever going to – well, actually, maybe the Browns or, or some other teams would say we're, we're rebuilding. But no one likes the rebuilding world word. It doesn't help with – season tickets doesn't help with uh <laughs> fan uh, engagement that doesn't help um i had a, actually a friend of mine lives in my neighborhood uh i met him uh over the weekend i met him before but uh he reached out to me and said hey man you're uh over Haley robbing yeah yeah i'm him man. oh man i love to use the fullback i said yeah, yeah I, was, I was pretty good he's like man um you mind if I get your numbers so we can talk Falcon football? And I was like, yeah, I, I don't mind because uh, his kids were my kids' age and they can do play dates and give us a chance to just relax. I'm like, ah, heck yeah. <laughs> so uh, we exchanged information. As soon as this went down, he was like, I let go of my season tickets after the Super Bowl disappointment. I was so hurt. I was so angry. And I was happy I let go of them because every year the Falcons disappointed me. Um, I just sign back on i called my ticket guy as soon as i got mariota i'm excited i feel really you see see, i feel like a little bit of uh uh, michael vick ish uh, excitement coming back to the mercedes-benz to the falcon the fact that he can run at any time the falcon i was like hold up hold up hold up we don't know what mariota can do he's been behind (laughs) um our friend over at the raiders um for a while but i know that also makes you hungry and when you're hungry, when you got a chip on your shoulder, when you have a lot to prove, that helps to bring out the best of yourself. So that's, again, why I think Terry Font and Arthur Smith got something special that it can it can be really, really big. And again, I don't want him to be too good, but I think Marcus Mariota is going to throw everything he has at this situation to show people that, hey, I'm still a number two overall pick type of QB. <laughs> I still can win games, and I, I still can lead somebody to a championship. But we'll see. We'll see. But uh, again, great pick. Great pick. Ovi, can I... Uh, so I, I graduated in, um, from college uh, in, in 2015, the, uh, the same year that Marcus Mariota was drafted. Okay. Um, this, this past uh, two weekends ago, I celebrated my 29th birthday. I think that if I took too hard of a left turn, I would tear my ACL. Um, so I'm not sure what a 29-year-old Marcus Mariota. Now, granted, I'm not I'm not a professional athlete. Are we are we sure his running abilities are where they were? You know, are we comparing him to Michael Vick? Is is that is that where we want to be? Are those the expectations? I, think, I guess we want to be setting. Here's the problem. Um, when you compare him to Michael, uh, sorry, Matt Ryan, he is Michael Vick. <laughs> when you compare him to Matt Ryan's running ability, he is, uh, I mean, because Falcons fans, not one or two or five or 10, 14 years of a statuesque <laughs> quarterback has been our reality. So now having somebody that's mobile, I remember how, how excited people would get during the preseason when you had, uh, what's our backup's name? Uh, the floor. Uh, well, Shockley, but our, our current guy, yeah. what's his name? Um, the uh, oh, Felipe Franks. There you go, Felipe. Yeah, everyone say, Oh, Felipe Franks is going to be uh, uh, a nice little change up. And during the preseason, he had a couple of uh, decent runs. I think we talked about it. I'm like, Oh, this Felipe Franks guy, he can uh, build a short change. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that, that guy, too. He's, 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 he's all right. Uh, uh, but but no, I mean that the the, the roar of the crowd yeah. when Felipe would take off and juke one person, then juke a second, and then outrun another guy and get like a thirty yard gain. Like oh my god, people are going bananas. And so even we could just sell tickets with Marcus Mariota and you know get excitement uh, back into the Falcon Stadium. It will be a nice uh, I think bridge to us getting uh, 
one of these Alabama quarterbacks in a year or two, uh, Bryce, what's his name, or or somebody who <laughs> can be like the future uh, of the franchise. But till then, Marcus Mariota, great pick. Yeah, and I, I was I want to get to the uh, the draft stuff in one second, but I was trolling a little bit with the uh, the Marietta jokes because you know when I saw that I was very anti the Marcus Mariota thing. You know, I've just I've watched him most steps. He he's gone along the way. Arthur Smith, for as much as everybody's talking about the connection between those two guys, uh, you know, he made his bones in Tennessee with Ryan Tannehill, not with Marcus Mariota. So. There's familiarity there. I, I don't know if it's a direct one-to-one. That being said, I kind of feel like the Falcons have weirdly been just ping-ponging between approaches all offseason. And I, I kind of am interested by each one. You know, when, when it seemed like they were going to continue to try to do what they were doing with Matt Ryan, bring him back, extend him, do whatever, free up some cap space try to get those free agents, bring in the guys that they wanted with Foyer and Russell Gage and, and keep those guys in-house and just kind of keep going down that path. That didn't happen. When Foyer and Russell Gage got out, they kind of lost their minds for a second there and said, all right, screw it. Let's throw away 2022. Let's go get Deshaun Watson. We're going to aim for 2023 and beyond. And we're going to totally pivot that way. Now, I almost feel like they're going to try to break football a little bit and it's combining with the Terry Fontenot efficiency that uh, we've seen him have in previous free agent acquisitions. Any player of fantasy football, Ovi, you know, I don't know if you uh, play fantasy football or not, but the most efficient player in fantasy football is a running quarterback. And I think we're kind of starting to see the game evolve in that way as well, where Having a running quarterback raises the floor of maybe an average team more than just having an average throwing quarterback, an average passer. And so I kind of feel like the Falcons, given the deficiencies now that they have at the receiving skill position, you know, they they still have, um, you know, what, Alameda Zacchaeus is is their top receiver um, right now. So Cordero Patterson is is back. I mean, I assume he's going to be more of a pseudo receiver, but like the, the true wide receiver on this team that's leading it, Alamde Zacchaeus. So they are going to need either to really, really beef up those skill position players or minimize them as a role in this offense. And I wonder if maybe you see with Marcus Mariota some more of the RPOs, some more kind of quarterback designed run oriented things or these designs that involve the tight end a lot with some play action kind of in the backfield to to really get certain defenders to bite, to then throw these pop passes right over the heads of linebackers, quick stuff like that. I wouldn't be shocked if the Falcons continue to just move in a really bizarre, weird, abstract kind of direction with their offense, given the way things have played out. What do you think about that? And do you think Marcus Mariota would fit in kind of this weird, uh, I don't know, David Warhol type of, or Andy Warhol type of offense? <laughs> I think he would. I think Mar- Marcus Mariota, again, especially after sitting down for two years, and luckily I never had that. Uh, well, I guess I, early on in my career, I I had a Marcus Mariota experience. My rookie year, I think only I was only activated for half the games, uh, which was weird and uh, oddly comforting when I wasn't playing because I couldn't mess up. <laughs> so I was just happy to be there. Yeah. And at sweat. that time, you guys only played eight games in a season, right? So um. <laughs> <laughs> the Ravens, I was, it was just in sweats out there cheering the team on. Yeah, I wanted to play, but I was like, that sounds like I'm my not dream. Get any better. I'm not getting any worse because I'm not playing. So, you know, less times to mess things up. But then, um, I got injured my second year and I was like Marcus Mariota, like on the bench, just watching everyone else play. So my third year in the Ravens, I just really wanted to do whatever the coach wanted me to do, whatever scheme, whatever program, whatever play, uh, whatever role. I'm like, I'll do it. I'll do it better than anybody else. I'll do it twice as hard, twice as good. I just wanted an opportunity to show that I belong and Marcus Mariota, after being on the mountaintop and being the number two overall pick and then, you know, being a backup, 
he wants to to be um, the guy and wants to prove that he can be you know one of the best uh, starting quarterbacks in the league. He doesn't want to be just you know another QB. Uh, he wants to actually produce, which is commendable. And I'm looking forward to seeing how he is able to maneuver around a very interesting season, like you mentioned, because I feel like we are doing so many different things at the right that we're rebuilding, but we're not rebuilding. And we're trying to go big, but we're not going big. And not that we're trying to tank, but I don't think they would be too mad at a tanking season. Cause if they got Deshaun and Deshaun was out for, you know, eight <laughs> games, it would have been perfect for our draft pick for either another great defensive end or a great offensive lineman or, or a great right, receiver yeah. or something. So we'll never know. Well, actually, we still might know what that is because uh, this season, as good as Mariota is, I don't think we're going to light the world, world on fire. All right. So, I, Ovi, I've got a branding opportunity for us here. Uh, sure. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and lay claim, and we're going to just call the Falcons this season in 2022 the uh, Island of Misfit Toys. And they're going to have, you know, Marcus Mariota leading them. They're going to have Cordero Patterson as their uh, leading skill position player. They're just going to have some some bits and pieces of of players that they're getting on these, you know, because that's what that's what Marcus Mariota is. He's the newest version of Cordero Patterson. It's the the reclamation tour. We're going to bring you in here. We're going to revitalize your career. You got a chance to prove what you can do. That being said, they're probably going to draft quarterback at number eight. And all of this is going to be moot because he's going to be their backup quarterback. So let's transition to that conversation. Do you think that this changes what they do at number eight? Because I have personally felt that pass rusher should be the pick at eight. It's their clear number one need. It also lines up as a strength of this draft. But given that they now no longer have a former league MVP and a 14-year veteran at the quarterback position, do you think that a need at quarterback supersedes any type of best player available conversation? Absolutely not. This is a situation where the genius that is Terry Fontenot is fully aware that despite what he's saying, this is absolutely a rebuilding year and our defensive just shortcomings are so vast and so great, so (laughs) wide that we have got to start addressing that any and every way we can. Uh, I I say we got to go defensive end uh, with our first pick shot. I do our first two picks just so we can shore up a a very, like you mentioned, very, uh, you know, deep draft on the defensive side, on the pass rusher side. Let's go get them. Let's go get them all. If we want a QB, um, everyone says that next year's class, even the year after that, we have a better chance of getting a franchise QB. This isn't the, the, the class that you want to be picking from and then be stuck with somebody like uh, our our friend over in um, gosh dang it, what's his name? Uh, uh, in Green Bay, <laughs> where they <laughs> got him, Love. Jordan Jordan Love. Yeah, they got him yeah. so high, and now they gave Aaron Rodgers. He was supposed to be the future. Jordan Love was the future. Aaron Rodgers was like, "Why don't you get me a dang receiver? Get me to the tight end. Get me some. <laughs> Why would you get Jordan Love? I'm Aaron Rodgers. I'm right here." Like, I can hear you and see you, Green Bay. But no, they got Jordan Love, and, and now they're like just kicking themselves because they gave Aaron Rodgers stupid money until Deshaun Watson got stupider money. Um, but no, <laughs> we, we don't need to get a, a QB to sit and not even be the person that we need him to be when it comes to his franchise QB. We got our project in Mariota. We don't need two projects. I could not agree with you more. Um, you know, quarterback to me is not a position. It's it's like, you know, when you when you go out to a restaurant and if if you want just just a great steak, just go to the best steakhouse and just pay a hundred dollars to get just the 12 ounce filet and, and just get the best steak possible and and make it an experience and you're gonna enjoy it. Don't don't say I want to satisfy this craving and go out to Longhorn Steakhouse and get the $24, you know, 16 ounce filet that they have. Like, this is something you want to splurge on. If you need a quarterback, you want the grade A prime, you know, Kobe beef quarterback. Go get the guy that's going to be the the next great thing. Go get the the upside player, you know, or somebody maybe like Lamar Jackson (laughs) or Patrick Mahomes who 
the the entire skill set may not be an early first round person, but there are certain traits that they have that are uber elite and in certain areas of their game that just cannot be taught, like insane arm flexibility, strength, things like that, or just you're faster than anybody else on the field. <laughs> um, I'll take my chances with those guys. Nobody in this class strikes me in that type of way. And so I'd rather not waste uh, a really valuable pick like the number eight pick when maybe somebody like a Jordan Davis is available or a Kyle Hamilton or go get one of the top receivers. There's probably going to be a Drake London or a Garrett Wilson available to you there. I'd much rather them take that type of player uh, than take a Malik Willis, uh, who even though I'm very high on, I think he's got upside, not more upside than Justin Fields. Uh, you know, I'd rather them have just taken a quarterback last year if this was going to be the plan. And so if they just take a quarterback in this draft, I'm, I'm going to be continuing to maybe question a little bit of what they've done over the last year. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. It's uh, it, it's somewhat head scratching. It's like I said, it's two different uh, thought patterns or uh, thought processes. They're trying to be uh put into place at the same time and it's just it's 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 a mess um <laughs> god I, I know we're talking Mariota in the future but that matt ryan uh situation was such a mess i mean imagine being matt ryan and going from matt ryan as a part of our decision making process and getting uh, people a falcon to draft for life a oh, falcon falcon for life. Life. oh god he said it's like the death knoll whatever well, i was like what's the uh what's the uh in the, the godfather kiss it's yep. the Fredo kiss. kiss of death. Anytime the words Falcons uh, for life are uttered, it's the Fredo kiss. He said that about Grady Jarrett. He said that about Julio. He said about Matt Ryan. And Grady's still with us, but yeah, look like, at you know, I'm, I'm, I'm worried about Grady. Like I thought that he was going to be part of some <laughs> trade package. Cause we we're talking about some nasty, ridiculous trade package to get Deshaun. I'm like, Oh crap. They're going to get rid of, uh, <laughs> Uh, AJ Terrell, Grady, Grady AJ Terrell. Everybody it was, was scary. There. Yeah. They were throwing every. I was like, if you give away everybody, Grant, <laughs> the quarterback's the most important piece, but uh, I mean, not AJ Terrell, not him. <laughs> you could take Grady, but give us AJ Terrell. Our defense, oh my gosh, no. Three first round picks Kyle Pitts, AJ Terrell, oh, and Chris gosh. Lindstrom. <laughs> it was, I, you know, here's the thing I wonder if we're ever going to know what the actual. No, um, package no, we're was never, because we're never gonna know. Supposedly, in order to talk to Deshaun Watson, we had to give them a package that they were um, uh, okay with. What was that package? I want to know how close we came up to mortgaging the whole future, which still would have almost been okay. Um, I think the I think the issue was probably the renegotiating of the contract. I, again, just based on reporting that I've seen, so I have no idea for sure. But I I also wonder because I'm not. I'm not totally anti the the trading of a bunch of first round picks of a bunch of, you know, frankly, first, second, third round picks. Like, I, I think that the Rams kind of taught us this past year. Go go all in for the players yeah, that you go think go are going to be franchise changing. And it, it doesn't really matter. You know, like how many first round picks just like are guaranteed hits across the league? It's 50 percent. So, you know, you're maybe trading one first round player away for. Deshaun Watson, you know, at, at worst case scenario, you're trading two first round caliber players away for Deshaun Watson. Like that's, uh, you know, it, it, as far as the first round picks are concerned, obviously, if there were actual players involved, things like that would be more. But I, I get where a team would justify that. And I think the Rams have shown that maybe teams are right in justifying that. Um, but. This has been a lot of uh, talk about uh, about just like one day of Falcons football. So um, let's let's wrap it up here. But Ovi, do you have any final thoughts on what will be a big monumental day? I think in kind of Falcons history, the the greatest player in in franchise history is now shipping off to Indianapolis. So he, any, he is. any last he thoughts is. on that? Uh, last thoughts again. I mentioned it um, earlier. Um, I, I just appreciate Matt. Uh, I doubt his phone number is the same, but when I last <laughs> uh, spoke to him some years ago, uh, uh, we exchanged information. I text him, "Hey, brother, uh, great to play with you. Uh, I think this is the b best situation for you. Uh, best of luck." And shot that over to to him. But I mean, everyone and their mom is trying to you know, reach out to him to say thank you. Thank you, thank you, and that's all that should be said because it 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 does um 
matter uh, to the players. You you want to be appreciated. I, I know people think that we are uh, robots and we have uh, really thick skin, and we do for the most part, but we're still under that thick skin humans. And we want to uh, know that all the sacrifice and all the work that we put in was appreciated. It, it meant the world to me when uh, the Falcons cut me, when I had um, my teammates, I had uh, other players in the NFL, I had, you know, a, a lot of fans hit me out Twitter, Instagram, even LinkedIn, or direct messages. Man, they made a mistake. Man, we I love you, man. You were you're one of the best fullbacks. I love it. it. It just it really meant something for me. And I know that, you know, a part of Matt is uh is probably a little salty that they did him this yeah. way, but he still I know appreciates all of the love that's been thrown his way by the real fans who know what he meant to this team, what he meant to uh, this franchise, and uh, what he meant to the city. So, uh, Matt, I know you listen to our podcast all the time, so uh, <laughs> we appreciate you. Best of luck in Indy, brother. Yeah, I mean, that was incredibly well said. Uh, awesome joke at the end, because he does. He's our, he's our I see the metrics, you know, he's our number one. Of course uh, he does. He's Why our number one he? listener. Uh, of course. You know. <laughs> but I, I just, I would... I would ask everybody, I guess, to think back to where they were in April of 2008, coming off of, you know, just one of the worst seasons in franchise history. Not, I mean, Ovi, you were a part of it firsthand, like not really knowing what the heck the future held, not yep. knowing the the coach, the GM, like losing your, not having a quarterback, not having a GM, not having a head coach is literally just like a franchise floating out at sea with, without an oar, without a rudder with nothing and the falcons had to kind of figure it out and i really think that matt ryan was arguably as crucial as maybe more than anybody um in really getting this franchise set on the right path so it's it's a sad day you know that that he's now gone um from the atlanta franchise but hopefully when he does as you and i have vouched for enter the hall of fame um he will undoubtedly do so as an atlanta falcon so, you know, the Matt Ryan days are behind us, but your podcast days are only in front of you. So that's my horrible transition into the end of this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Thank you for you uh, for listening to today's episode. Uh, it was awesome to have you back, Ovi, to, uh, to chat about some sad news, but some probably long-awaited news. Uh, you know, today's podcast, as always, presented by Bet Online. Please like, subscribe, rate, and review. Let everybody know where they can listen to us. Um, and as always, guys, take care. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.